Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Alrighty. Today is uh, Wednesday, the last day of September, September 30th. 2015, uh, we are starting um, a little late today. Today's session two of the six sessions of Happily Ever After with Erdell and Erdem. And um, it is uh, 8.50 p.m. We're going to go, you know, about an hour and a half. And um, we had a little time delay between sessions, but uh, we're going to start cranking it out right now. So uh, welcome, gentlemen, to the call. Um, I'm Tony Veer, but you guys already know that. Uh, and, and by the way, I know who I am too, so it's good, you know. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't put my name on this, I would still know who was talking. You know, it's like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm still here. Okay. Um, so, what I want to do before I go, you know, jumping into uh, session two, is I want to know what you guys remember about session one. Five love languages. Okay, good. Excellent. What else? You have to know yourself. Yes. Excellent. What else? Uh, your priorities, your, like self-awareness. Yes. Great. All right. Love it. What else? Mm. Let me open my notes. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, because you're not going to walk around with your notes all day long. You know what I mean? If it ain't there, then, you know, you need to notice that. Especially, especially when you are fighting your wife, right? You, you won't check your notes. She won't let you. <laughs> she won't let you. What are you doing taking notes? Get out of here. Uh. You have to respect yourself. I mean, you have to uh, put you in a strong position. Otherwise, if you don't have confidence about yourself, don't expect uh, to get respect from your wife. Like that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anything else? Well, I can't. I can't remember at the moment. Okay, great. Well, good thing. That's why we record the sessions. You can always go back to your sessions to record them to listen to them. But I was going to give you a brief summary of session one, okay? Uh, so session one, you know, I told you about the program, what it's about, what it'll offer you. You know, I'll let you know that each of the calls is going to be approximately 90 minutes. If we go faster, that's good. If we go slower, well, you know, I'm not finishing until the session is finished because I'm more committed to you getting the value than I am to, like, being on time, you know. So it's up to you guys. You get the program quick, we finish quick. All right, next. Um, I talked about this program is uh, how to um, make, how to have your relationship be one where you're happily with your wife for at least 20 years or longer, um, you know, starting from now. 
And so the six things that you need to know how to handle and um, be great at is, number one, uh, you got to know who you are because the biggest issue is not knowing who you are. Um, and not knowing who you are is a problem because you don't know what works for you or not. And, you know, a lot of times you'll say stuff, you'll think it's your truth, but it'll just be an opinion, not your truthful, accurate facts, not the truthful accuracy of who you are. So knowing who you are is a big deal because uh, another thing is if you don't know who you are, you can't tell who anybody else is because you can't see through them because when you know who you are, you start seeing you and everyone else. You can connect to people's strengths and weaknesses because you can see who they are, and you can connect to them. You, that's one of the reasons why you'd feel so much compassion for people who are struggling because you'll be like remembering, you'll see the part of them that's struggling that, that's uh, the same as the times when you were struggling, or you'll see you know, their power in them in the times when you were being powerful or whatever. So knowing who you are is, is the first biggest thing, and then your partner needs to know who they are. Um, but you will want to be with somebody if you know who you are, if you're dealing with someone who doesn't know who they are because you won't be able to put up with their lack of awareness, their neediness, their confusion, and all of that stuff. So, you know, one of the things I have seen is that people who know who they are, they hook up with each other. People who don't know who they are, they hook up with each other because it's a match. <laughs> so um, so that's um, uh, about that. Um, also, uh, so the second thing, which we will be talking about tonight, is uh, not understanding gender differences, not understanding how the difference between men and women think. And um, uh, that usually is the most painful problem, is that how come she gives me a hard time? How come he doesn't understand me? Man, that causes more problems than you can shake a stick at, bro. That's a old, old style, uh, um, you know, wisecrack from, from the South uh, a long time ago. Anyhow, never mind. You, you don't need to hear that. Um, next problem after understanding, uh, not understanding gender differences is not managing emotions. That's going to be an eye opener for you guys in, um, you know, helping your wife manage her emotions, managing your own, um, you know, looking at the impact of emotions on your relationship. That'll be the next session. Um, after then we'll be looking at, um, the types of breakdowns that happen, um, uh, in relationships, meaning, operational breakdowns, agreement breakdowns, physical, you know, breakdowns, all kind of stuff. So, like, having things not work and how you deal with life when it doesn't work. Uh, and then the fifth issue is miscommunication or communication that doesn't work. And so we're going to cover that as well, but not, not immediately. Um, but everything that happens called, contributes to the communication problem. And then the last session is going to be about what, um, what to do to make life happy and great now, as well as what to do today that's going to help make tomorrow better. Uh, and really, it, it's also um, the, the most fun part of the whole relationship is the last part. And so when I tell you, you'll be like, oh, everything that I'm saying here, when I get to the last part, you'll hear it all at the same time. But now you're going to be seeing it in pieces, if that makes sense. It's sort of mm -hmm. like... It's sort of like I'm going to talk to you about the hand. I'm going to start with the bones. I'll start, then I'll talk about the blood. Then I'll talk about the muscles. I'll talk about the skin. And then I'll be saying hand, and you'll see the whole hand all at the same time. That's how session six works, okay? So, um, you know, there's five things that you need to know about yourself in order for you to know yourself well enough to be 
to qualify and to be effective in a, in a relationship um, long term, you need to know um, uh, what do you need to know about yourself. You need to know uh, what your highest aspirations for a relationship is. In other words, what's your vision for how a relationship should go, and that's going to be um, uh, one of five areas. It's either going to be uh, you and your wife want to make a difference together, you and your wife want to um, uh, be great parents together, you and your wife want to uh, live a life of adventure, travel, fun, freedom together, you and your wife are going to want to uh, follow your spiritual, religious pursuits together, or you and your wife don't care what you do together as long as you love each other. That's it. It's love, love, love. That's all that is. So that's those are the five like highest visions for how a relationship will go. And relationships work best when both parties want the same thing, you know. And if you don't start out that way, like you know, you 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 get together, you've already been married a long time, you don't have the same thing. Then you want to find out what you each do so that you can support each other rather than be annoyed because they ain't doing what I want to do and feeling alone inside of your marriage. Um, so you want to know what your you know, highest aspiration for a relationship is, and hopefully you've got somebody that has the same, but if not, then you have to start learning how to, how to play with each other um, on a regular, consistent basis. The second thing you need to know is your highest aspirations for your life, what your life purpose is. You know, what are you walking the planet for so that you feel complete, uh, you feel empowered, you feel, um, the, you know, you feel like you're here for why you were born. And so you want to live a life like that and don't not let the relationship keep you from living the life you were born to live. So there's, there's the relationship and then there's your life. So you need to have both of them, but uh, that's the second biggest thing. The third biggest thing is you have to know what you must have in a relationship. Like, if you don't have this, it don't work. The relationship's not going to work. And it's more than, I want this. It's like, I can't do without that. It's a must-have list. So, you know, to give you an example, I've had relationships where, you know, the woman, I couldn't say anything I wanted to say to her without getting in trouble or without her shutting down or she couldn't feel safe like she could say anything to me. I cannot have a relationship where, where there's not full communication at all times. I must have that. If I don't have that, the relationship doesn't work. I need that more than I need sex, quite frankly. And so yeah. that's, that's a big deal for me, Tony, but other people, they don't need that. You know, I also need to be with somebody who's, who's not sloppier than me. You know, like I could, be, I could be very sloppy, but I also know how to be very neat. But I don't feel like being neat because if I'm by myself, I don't feel like being neat. I just mind my business. But if I was living with somebody who was a – a, uh, a neat freak, I would keep up with her. I would honor her request. I just can't handle somebody sloppier than me because if somebody's sloppier than me, man, we in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, those are a couple of things that you need to know about yourself that if you've been in relationships and you saw that you didn't get this, the relationship started going down the toilet, that's where the must-have list is. Next is the love languages. You talked about that. Well, you mentioned it. Um, you know, since you already you guys know what the five love languages are, I'll just say them again. Uh, you want to have somebody that's got the same love languages uh, or really, really close. And if you don't, then you have to learn how to honor each other's love language. You don't have to be with somebody that way. It's easier, a thousand percent easier. But you do want to know what they are so that you can honor theirs. If you don't care about gifts, but they do, you need to give them some gifts once in a while because that's how they hear love. Or 
you know, acts of service or whatever. So the five love languages are uh, acts of service, uh, uh, gifts, uh, time spent together, uh, communication slash words of affirmation, and touch, you know, I want to say slash sex. Those are the five uh, love languages. You guys, you know, got what you got. You need to know what yours is so that you can make sure you get taken care of and know what hers is so that you can make sure she's getting taken care of. And then the last thing is that you need to know is what are the principles that you live your life by, the values, if you want to call them. You know, what, what and I gave you a long list of them. So I know for me, you know, some of the values that I live from is wisdom, love, um, uh, accuracy, um, um, uh, complete work, completion, you know, operating with, com- uh, doing complete uh, and accurate work, um, patience, um, and, and, and being responsible. Like those are some of the principles that I own for myself, that I hold myself accountable for. Like, like if I'm not doing those things, then I'm not being me as far as I'm concerned. So you want to know what values you live your life by. And if you have some weaknesses that a value can improve on, you could use this list, this knowledge, to improve yourself and evolve and grow by choosing to take on new and higher or stronger or more useful, um, what do you call it, more useful principles. Another principle that I live my life by is by curiosity. I do my best to stay curious. I'm never really going to be, like, mentally locked down. Even if I don't agree with something or I think it sucks, I will still give myself permission to uh, be open to receiving new information about it. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, locked into knowing and being too smart and all of that stuff. So much as I like to be smart, uh, the only way for me to get smarter is if I recognize how much I don't know so I can actually have, make room and have the space to know stuff. So those are the five things that you need to know about yourself, um, which is knowing your highest aspiration for a relationship, your biggest vision for a relationship, knowing um, uh, your highest aspiration for yourself or your life purpose, uh, you know, the highest, uh, uh, your must-have list, what you must have to make the relationship work, the love languages, and your principles or values that you live your life by. Those things you need to know, and to some degree, your wife needs to know if the relationship is going to work, because then she'll be actually understand you, hear you, fall in love with you, and the relationship will work so much better. Okay, um, you know, I talked about love. I talked about what it would take for you to choose a, you know, to f- find the quality to look for in a partner and a mate. You've already got your mate, so you either want to remember because you got the email. Look this over and say to yourself. Um, you know, we have this, we don't have that, let's see how we can make this better and all of that kind of stuff. So later on, a few weeks down the road, I will give you uh, tools that you could use to help create a document that's uh, similar to a business plan that will help you to uh, really get crystal clear on what your relationship is about. And and that way you can have a, a intentional, conscious relationship to your relationship. Uh, I call it consciously creating your relationship rather than, uh, you know, falling in and just doing whatever comes up unconsciously. But that's that's down the road. So that's the uh, brief uh, Cliff Notes version of session one. Uh, any questions, comments? Uh, no question. Yes. Question? 
No, I think it was a really great summary. Okay. Oh, it said no questions. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. We are now going to go into session two, which is uh, problem number two, which is not understanding gender differences. It's funny because not knowing who you are is the most dangerous, biggest problem. It's the hardest problem to overcome in a relationship, but it's not the most painful. Because if you don't know that you just got cheated out of a million dollars, you just be minding your business. When you find out you got cheated out of a million dollars, now you want to kill somebody. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you don't know, you don't know. So what difference does it make, right? But now, uh, gender differences, not understanding gender differences, that is painful because it shows up all the time because you wonder why things ain't working, and it's because this person thinks differently than you, you think differently than them, and then, you know, you're over there having a disagreement, and you don't know why, where, and how come it won't go away. It's just like no matter how many times you put air in your tire, the tire gets flat again. That's what it's like dealing with gender differences. It's painful like a mother. So um, I'm just going to go into this material here real quick. I'm going to read you some things, and then I'll explain it, and then I'll check in with you on our questions, all right? So and stop me anytime, you know, you need me to, to stop, okay? So um, why not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem for any type of relationship? And this even includes, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender, curious, all of that stuff. Um, and why it's a big problem in, in work, family, parenting, any kind of relationship. Number one. There is a real difference between how men and women see the world, and if that's ignored, you'll be blindsided by those differences. You'll wonder where the mix-ups in your communication came from, why people don't think the way you do, and a thousand other issues, number one. Number two, most people have both masculine and feminine aspects to their personality, and understanding both aspects allows us to connect with others more completely uh, by understanding yourself as a man, you'll understand men and women better because you'll see the differences between you and the women or you'll see the connection between you and the man or whatever. And then a third difference among many is not understanding the differences prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us to define who we really are by continuously noticing what's not us, what's not an expression of us. So can we can we repeat this one? Yes. I'll repeat the whole thing. Not understanding the differences between gender prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us define who we are by continuously showing us what's not us. So let me give you to you a different way. Yeah. We explain it a little bit differently. So yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this book called uh, Conversations with God, but that was one of my favorite books for a long, lot of years, and he's a whole book series. So. There's a lot of quotes in there that I live by. One of the quotes is, in the, it's, a, it's a tongue twister a little bit, okay, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to explain it. 
in the absence of that which you are not, that which you are is not. So what that really means is if you Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Go for it. Okay, let's say uh, we met with you, and let's say you met in a very different way than who I am. Like, let's say, let's say uh, hypothetically you were very mean, or you were very stingy, or, <laughs> or, or, or actually you were easygoing, for example. Like, you had passions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know how I jump and start talking without waiting, but I saw you were listening, really, with patience. Yes. Uh, so that is how I am not, for example, in terms of patience. Yeah. Uh, Hello? Uh, or, like, or like, let's say uh, you were uh, very, uh, how to say, let's say, let's say, hypothetically, let's say you were very stingy or I saw a person very stingy. Yeah. I know I am not like that so right. I, I i tend to perceive myself generous right yes my stinginess would make you notice if they realize you're not stingy mm-hmm. and so by me being me you learn more about you being you mm-hmm. that's right right so that's what you're saying i totally got it right and that you you got my intention perfectly you said it in a way that that you could actually live so by watching your wife be female, you get to learn that you're not like her. You don't have to make her wrong. You just can learn who she is and learn who you are by watching what she does that's like you and watching what she does that's not like you and allow that to teach you about you. Does that communicate? Hello? That's- yes. Yes. Right. Let, let a little bit. So what part, what do you not understand? What's not clear? Well, like, you know, sometimes I think like she tends to, you know, she tends to present masculine, masculinity, you yeah. like. So <laughs> that's, 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 that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I expect her to be feminine, but she presents masculinity. Yeah, you can't expect her to do anything. You have to watch how she's being and then do things that's both comfortable for you and work for her. You can't expect her to do anything because your expectation is only going to be, you know, it's not based in reality. Yeah, it's not based in reality. Yeah, I think that's that's the problem, the, 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 the built-in expectation from the, the family that we have been raised. You know, it's it's kind of like a block to the reality. Like we mm-hmm. keep expecting what we think is the norm. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. like I I try to te- I tend to perceive I tend to uh, establish the relation between my mom and dad. You know, I realize that, mm-hmm. and because that set a norm for me. You know, like I like whatever the way my mom has been. Uh, presenting is a feminine uh, expectation for me. Yes. So I'm expecting that. But, you know, that has been my reality. That that's yes. not the ultimate, absolute reality. That's yes. not. 
Yes. You know, it's interesting you, you use the word reality, which I love that word. I love the, I love the reality of reality, quite frankly. You know, it's great. And um, um, I want to tell you some reality about your wife. You ready? Yes. Any woman that acts masculine around their boyfriend or their spouse or their partner, what she's really saying is you're not being man enough. Yes, I know that. So yes, that's, what she's, that's what I'm trying to be. Yes, she's replacing your masculinity, and she's annoyed, so she's going to outman you because you ain't being man enough, so screw you, let me be the guy because I need a guy, I need some guy energy here. If you were being, you know, um, um, if you were, you know, if she could experience your testosterone, she'll back down, she'll relax. And um, hopefully you'll get a lot of that out of this program, but that's not necessarily what this program is about. But I think you're going to get a lot of, a lot of support around that in the next session when we talk about emotions. But you're going to get something out of that today as well. So I'm going to, I promise you're going to get something that's going to help you to at least get started in the right direction. But she's telling you, you ain't man enough, man. I'm going to, to, I'm going to have to do the man for you. And she doesn't understand how to help you be um, better, uh, you know, as a partner. She doesn't know how to do that. And that's part of her job. She doesn't know that. He's expecting you to do that. So you yeah. so meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm trying to teach her how to be feminine. Yes, yes. Well, congratulations for letting each other be who you really are. <laughs> not. <laughs> Over there trying to fix each other. That's not a good relationship. Let me just say that. So. But I'm glad that you're aware of it now, you know. I am freaking aware, but I don't want to, I, I don't know how to untangle the mingled situation. Yeah, I'm going to help you today. To a, a, a large degree, um, you know, we, if, if what I say doesn't work, you know, like enough, it'll work. Will it work completely? You might have to call me offline or something. But that's 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 actually another program. But let me see what big an issue. Let me see how big the impact is you're going to get in the in the next you know couple of sessions. So okay, uh, okay, thank you, you know, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're talking about specific issues that, you know, I don't mind going over. Uh, I don't know how much I have this in the program, but I do got some heavy-duty stuff already coming up. So uh, I just want to, I just want to take, tell you that. And, and worse come to worse, you know, you talk to me in between sessions. That's fine. I don't care. All right? Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Uh, Erdem, anything you want to say? Uh, I get similar complaints from my wife that I am not uh, doing my responsibility as a man. Yes. Uh, like like uh, dealing with the house maintenance, shopping, uh, or something else. She's yes. complaining similar stuff like uh, adult wife does. Yes. Uh, so it's important to say that because uh, I think I'm kind of a bit lazy or somehow relaxed or somehow irresponsible for her. Yes. I got it. All right, well, we're going we're going to head on the main parts of that, and then you know I'll see what I can do about specifics. But we're going to handle the main parts today, okay. and I'm you'll you'll see you'll see it'll be great. Um, so now that I talked about why not understanding gender differences is such a big problem, now I'm going to talk about what the number one issue, the number one difference between men and women. Y'all probably already know it, but you don't know it in a way that works for you. So the number one difference between men and women is that men need to feel successful 
and women need to feel safe and secure. Now, that sounds pretty clear. Oh, yeah, women need to feel safe and secure. But you don't know what safe and secure means to them. And I tell women, men need to be successful. They're like, yeah, you know what, I can see that. But they have no idea what that really, really, really means. It's like you're walking around with red sunglasses on, and they're walking around with blue sunglasses on, and y'all are arguing about what color you're looking at. That's what it's like for a woman to be watching a guy and seeing his need for success, but she's looking at it through her glasses that are looking at everything from safety and security. And like, that's what it's like. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like successful for me, it could mean like, you know, being loud or getting attention of my mate. Yes. Uh, or for somebody else, it could be just being rich. Right. Yeah, every man defines his own, you know, creates his own definition of success and goes for it. But women don't understand that because that's not where their focus is. Their focus is, please have me be uh, safe and secure. So, um, I'm going to read some stuff here, and then we'll talk about it. Let me, let me go through the reading here piece first. So um, men need to feel successful. Women need to feel safe and secure. This knowledge cannot be thought of, kept in mind, or spoken of too much. It's impossible because it's the air men and women breathe. If you keep this in mind for the rest of your life and speak about it for five hours a day, you'll still miss out on the implications of this fact. I've been talking to people about this specific fact since 2011 when I first created a program for women called Qualifying Men and trying to explain to them why they need to honor men's need for for success. And I did a gender program in 2005, I think it was, 2006, and I learned how much women need to feel safe and secure. I talk about it. I write about it. I coach about it. I look at it. I read about it all day long. And I still got to remind myself. So I'm telling you, you can never forget this because you forgetting it is only going to bring you pain. So I just want to put that in. Men want to be successful, which is not the same thing as men want to win. Winning implies losing, whereas success implies everyone wins. In fact, that's one of the hallmarks of a mature male versus an immature male. The mature male wants everyone to be happy, to succeed, and to win, whereas the immature male only wants to win at whatever is important to him. If you're in a relationship, I would be saying this to a woman, if you're in a relationship with a man and you're not doing everything in your power to have him experience being successful, you may as well begin your countdown on how long it will take before the relationship ends. If, on the other hand, you're in a relationship with a woman, this could be family, work, or romantic, and she isn't feeling safe and secure around you, don't expect her to be happy around you or because of you. Expect to be overwhelmed by the intensity of her emotional outbursts. Screaming. So, yeah. To yeah. an extent, you are, you are saying, like, if a, if a woman or man is not trying to, uh, let's say, let's be specific. You say, like, for a woman, if she is not doing things in a way to make her male partner successful, she won't get much out of that man, like out of that right. relation. Right. Because because the, the, the guy is not being fulfilled. And right. vice versa. If you are not feeding into your female partner's values or uh, 
like that, that, that whatever the definition of safe and secure, yes. You, if you are not feeding that, then she will not gonna give you happiness. She will, she hang, will hang, give you. Yeah, hang, hang on one second. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Uh, hold on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be about an hour, bro. Okay. Yeah. My uh, my neighbor talking to me there. So okay, great. So um. All right, so, um, yeah, so you, you're right. If you don't give them what they want, then you can't, you can't get what you want from them. It's just not possible. It's like putting sugar in a gas tank. You just, you just ain't going to get much out of the car. You got to give the car what the car needs, you know? Yeah. So, okay, great. So, women don't care about winning anywhere near as much as men do, but then again, men don't care anywhere near as much about safety and security as women do. Regardless of sexual orientation, the more you understand and learn about women, the more you'll come to understand yourself in a particular, uh, understand yourself in particular, and the opposite sex in general. Um, the contrast between how they think and how you think, how you act versus how they act, why you do what you do versus why they do what they do is of tremendous value to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious enough to find out. For example, the more a woman expresses her feelings, the more you'll be able to understand your own if you seek that understanding out. Throughout our lives, we learn things in a number of different ways. And so I'm about to talk about how to start determining what your women need. Let me give you some tools on how to watch her and interact with her in a way that works for you, okay? So throughout our lives, we learn things in a number of different ways. For example, being informed by teachers, parents, experts, etc. Personal experience, empirical evidence, whatever empirical means, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Curiosity, necessity, instinct, examination. You're going to get this list, by the way, okay? Repetition, observation, revelation mistakes, comparison. As you can see, there are plenty of vehicles that can and will teach people that are effective. When it comes to gender differences, the biggest learning vehicles are the following. Comparison, observation, curiosity. You're going to have to use these three tools in order to help you understand your woman a lot better. And so I'm going to say them again, and then I'm explaining to you why. Curiosity, observation, and comparison. So um, I'm going to tell you why you want to use those things. One of the top benefits of understanding gender differences is how it helps us to understand ourselves in comparison to others, whether they're the same gender or the opposite. However, if you don't remain open-minded to the possibility that you can become a better human being by understanding others, you'll miss out on the education and personal development that these three tools, excuse me, can provide. Um, so uh, where am I at here? I don't want to repeat something I've already said, but, uh, um, you know, I will, I will read this part anyhow. I said pieces of it, but I'll just read it again anyhow. 
There's a saying I learned from the author of Conversations with God, which is in the absence of that which you are not, that which you are, is not. That means in the absence of cold, there is no hot. In the absence of tall, there is no short. All our choices are a reflection of what represents who we are and what we want versus not who we are and what we don't want. It's in the choices we make that we define who we are. So contrast between the sexes will help you should you choose to take it on. Define who you really are regardless of your sexual orientation. Uh, I even, by the way, just so that you know, I even do this for like gay and lesbian couples so that they could actually appreciate, you know, I'm not, I don't care about women. No, but you, if you don't understand them, you won't really understand yourself, bro. So I got to make sure that they really get that. Anyhow, um, I want you to take on as a way of becoming great in relationships to compare yourself to your wife, your spouse, observe your spouse, and to be curious about what's going on through their mind and, and their actions and all of that stuff. So um, those, two, those three tools will give you the best. You have to turn your brain off, though, in order to pay attention to it. In order for you to say, she does this, but I do it this way, you, you want to start noticing that so it's not a surprise, not a shock. Right? Notice that if you're expecting it or not. In fact, I even invite you to look up the definitions so that you can be more connected to these three terms, comparison, observation, and curiosity. And you've got to ask yourself questions about what's going on over there, why is she different than you, for example. And just observe her as if you were like a scientist observing, you know, a frog or a deer or a butterfly, right? Like don't have any expectations. Take yourself away from it. Make it as impersonal as possible so you can watch it. Um, any questions? I know that was a lot, but was that clear? Yes. Yeah, yeah so far so good. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, no questions, comments, anything you want to say before I move on? Yeah. Uh, good or you got you got something? Okay, I'm gonna move on. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So now I talked about not how to understand what you know what's like. There's so many differences between men and women, but they're all based on the almost every one of them is based on their, the fact that men need to feel successful. And women need to feel safe and secure. It's almost almost everything that's different about them is about that. Almost everything. It's amazing. And so, um, you know, the fact that women are emotional is about that. The fact that you know men are unemotional, the reason why is because emotional. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Now. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was talking. Okay. Great. I don't know where you lost me, but uh. uh Erdem, did you did you lose me or was or did you? Was I'm listening. No, no problem. Okay. The good. signal was the signal was cutting off a little bit on my side. Oh, okay. I'll just check it. Okay. It it happened to me ten or fifteen minutes ago, but uh, just a couple seconds. Okay, good. Okay, great. All right, we're good. So, um, there are tons of differences between men and women, but the number one one, if you can understand this one and really like, really get it. See, anytime your woman is complaining to you, she's not telling you you fail. She's telling you that you're not making her feel safe and secure. She don't talk the language of failure and success. She just talks the world. She's looking at the world from danger and safety. So we hear we're failing, but that's not what they're saying. 
So you actually need to start paying attention to that. When you start feeling like a failure, you may feel like a failure, but that's not what she's saying. She may be trying to replace you as the guy in the family because you're failing, but it's not because you're failing. It's because you're not making her feel safe and secure. So I'm about to give you a formula that's going to work. So today, um, when you understand, when you start paying attention to the differences between gender, then what you want to do is uh, understand next the nature of relationships and how to use relationships. Like, so relationship has a anatomy, you know, a design, like an architecture. Um, and so um, the nature of relationships is that relationships are three-dimensional. The three parts to every relationship is you, there's your partner, and then there's the emotional uh, connections between you and your partner called the relationship. So if you notice, each entity, um, anytime, anybody you interact with, you have a different relationship with them. Have you ever noticed that or thought about that? You got a different relationship with your children, with your parents, you know, with your coworkers. Everybody you deal with, you talk to them differently, you interact with them differently. Do you know why? No. Because your um, perspectives, needs, experiences, knowledge combines with other people's needs, experiences, knowledge, um, self-expression in unique ways. So who you are bounces off of me causes me to say things that nobody else would say because there's me who talks differently than you, who knows things differently than you, and then you who differ from anybody else I've ever known. And so each individual you get together with creates this third entity, the space in between me and you that's completely uniquely different. So, you know, you could be, some, you know, somebody that's like neutral and you be with somebody that's completely negative and they will make you more negative or you'll try to make them more positive. Or you could be with somebody that is extremely optimistic and positive, but then they won't really want to um, work with you too much because, quite frankly, they are, um, you know, they, 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 don't think, they don't think you're positive enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? So every person, is, you're going to have a, a completely unique interaction with them. No. That's, that's the relationship. Make sense? Hello? Yes. Okay, good. Did I cut off at all, or you guys heard me fine? Fine. Okay, great. Fine. Okay, great. So does that make sense, what I was saying? Yes. Kind of. Like, are, are you, I, I don't know, what I got out of that is, like, everybody we interact, it's like you're a chemical, and you are in, interacting with the chemical, and each time you interact with, you know, somebody else, you are never as before. You you turn into different compounds. Right, right. Everybody has a slightly unique compound. So when they when you interact with everybody, you have a completely different relationship with every single person you know. You you can't have the same relationship with say, with with different people because they're different. And that's the space in between your brain and their brain, your habits and their habits create a separate culture between you. And it's like a third entity. That's the relationship. 
your relationship has three parts. It's you, your partner, and then there's your interaction style. I call it the space in between because it's more than just your interaction style, and you're going to find out about it, okay? So um, any any other questions? Is that, is that really clear, or you still got you still got questions around that? So far, so good. Okay. Very great. Of course, you'll get the notes with this, too, so it'll be fine. Um, so um, the thing is that there's you, your partner, there's space in between, and each partner, men and women, have to, have to interact with the relationship in different ways. So uh, even though each partner has to take care of you, your partner, and the space in between, men take care of it differently than women, and that's how it works best. So men, between the partner, the relationship, and themselves, men have to take care of their partner first, their relationship second, and then themselves last. And women do best by taking care of the relationship first, her partner second, and then herself last. What so, is the second for the woman? For the woman, you, you have to take care of her first in order to make the relationship work. She has to take care of the relationship between you and her first. Where you would take care of the relationship between you and her second, she would take care of you second, and then you each take care of yourself third on the list. Okay, so as a man, you take yeah. care of the, so you take care of her first, right? Right. right. Then relation, then myself. Right. So, because you know how to make her feel safe and secure, whether you realize it or not, your success is going to have her feel safe and secure, whether you know it or not. She feels taken care of. I mean, my success is my success. I mean, whatever my values or definition for the success is. But, you know, you are telling me the reality of the relation, a successful relation, will come through satisfying her needs first and then taking care of the relation and then my needs. Yes. She needs you to keep your eye on her and focus on her 100%. Because if you focus on her 100%, she knows you will protect her. Okay. You can protect her better than she can protect herself. Mm-hmm. And so you paying attention to her will make her want to take care of, make her feel taken care of, and make and when she feels taken care of, she'll be very, 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 very happy. Okay. So to, to the degree that you don't pay attention to her, she doesn't feel safe and secure. So, because you can make her feel safe and secure better than she can make herself feel safe and secure. Okay. You may not, you may not notice. Women don't really don't feel like they can make themselves feel safe and secure. No matter what they do, they don't feel safe and secure. But if they got you taking care of her, then they feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, because, I think, I think God, God left a gap over there, huh, for us to go through. Yeah, it's your opportunity. <laughs> It's not, it's not really it's a gap, but it's your opportunity to, to win her. It's your gift to her. 
Okay. So you you want to be happy that, that, that you have the opportunity to do something for her she can't do for herself. Yeah. That's that's called entrepreneurship in some circles. Entrepreneurs see problems and then they solve the problem and then they're able to benefit from it financially. Oh, that's a problem? Everybody else sees a problem. Leave that alone. I don't know what to do with it. Entrepreneurs say, that's a problem? Let me see if I can solve that. If I can solve that, I can get people to pay me because I'm the only one that know how to do it. So if you look at her problems and you figure out how to solve them, she will pay you with her love, her attention, her affection, all of that. So okay. you are you are saying we have to 100% focus on her because no matter what, no matter how successful she is, she is she doesn't she doesn't need, she doesn't feel safe and secure. She doesn't think that she can make herself safe and secure as we could offer her. Yeah, she doesn't want you to know that either because she would feel unsafe that you knew how unsafe she felt. Yeah, she, she will be uh, doubting we will abuse it. Yeah, doubting that you mean it, that you're being authentic. And um, she also don't want to let you know how weak she feels because that will make her just feel weaker because she can't trust and she doesn't trust anybody. Women don't, women don't trust each other because they know that they will take advantage of each other because women only care about themselves and they know that other women only care about themselves. Women have this, you know, you know how how um, women complain about men wanting to fix them all the time and do stuff for them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, men always want to offer solutions and stuff, right? So, you know, they call us like Mister Fix It, you know, like like everybody knows that if you if a man's focus most of the time is what's the point of this conversation or what's the problem that you're dealing with, and let me see if I can help you with your problem, right? That's where we normally come from, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not not every minute of every day, but quite often we're like, what's the problem here, man? And then you're listening for, when she starts complaining, you're listening for how can you help her fix her problems so she don't have this problem no more, right? Yeah. We we just, we just do that. That's just like part of our wiring, you know? It's like, our, it's like our operating system, you know? But women have a different operating system. Women don't want to know what's the point that you're bringing or what's the problem that you're talking about. You know what they're asking themselves? What's that got to do with me? How am I going to be safe in this? How's it going to affect me? And women know this about each other. That's the company they don't talk directly because they don't want you to know how focused they are on themselves that they're scared to death they're not going to be safe and secure. So they, are, they hear you talking, and they want to know what's that got to do with me. That's why you got to focus on her first. Because if you focus on her, she'll be so happy that you made her feel safe and secure that she will experience she will drown you in her happiness and her happy emotions. And you'll be a happy guy because, you know, she's spreading happiness because she's taking care of the relationship. The relationship is the conversations. And I'm going to talk more about the relationships in a, in a few minutes. Okay. So um, with men, you know, your job and your natural abilities point you in the direction of making sure things are working. Women aren't as good at making things work as men are. This means that you must be watching your woman to see that she's taking, being taken care of, that uh, she's taking care of herself, and that she's happy in addition to feeling safe and secure. So 
you ever notice sometimes that sometimes your your wife doesn't even remember, doesn't even realize that she's sleepy until she's almost falling asleep, or or once in a while she be like she forgets she had to go to the bathroom, and then all of a sudden she kind of goes, she can't do nothing else but go to the bathroom. You ever see sometimes she forgets to, you know, do stuff until it's too late almost. You ever have you ever noticed that about either of your wives? I think it happens to everybody. Yeah, if it happens to women more than men, we take care of our natural abilities and natural instincts a lot better than they do. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right? yeah. They, some, sometimes they are like so tired and still would be doing stuff. Yeah, and they don't even notice that they're tired until like they're almost asleep. You know. You know, they forget that they have to take care of their needs or they think they can go one more second, one more minute. And they don't have any real relationship, not a powerful relationship to what they need, the physical needs, you know? So your job is to keep your eye on her to make sure that you're protecting her from herself. Okay, yeah, I I got that. Otherwise, they will make you uh, pay for it. Yes. Yeah. They, they, forgot, they, they forgot to do something, and and then they blame you for not paying attention to the fact that they forgot to do something. <laughs> you know, you see that you see that happens, right? Uh, I mean, my wife is smart. Like she she doesn't make it directly, but you know, mm-hmm. I think she makes it indirectly. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so let me just, you know, read this thing here that I got about about the guy, and then I'll talk to you about how the women need to take care of the relationship. So for men, your job and natural abilities point you in the direction of making sure things work. This means watching women to see that she's being taken care of, that she's taking care of herself, and that she's happy in addition to feeling safe and secure. Men don't have the same need for communication and intimacy as women do. When men need it, they need it completely, but not as often as women do. And we're not talking about sex. Sex is a different kind of conversation altogether. Um, Because of this, he can take his eyes off the relationship, but he can never take his eyes off his woman. The moment she realizes you're taking your eyes off her, she'll feel hurt, unimportant, and scared because she knows you're not watching out for what could go wrong. That means you're not on duty. That means you can't possibly keep her feeling or keep her actually safe. That doesn't work. If you're asleep, you can't protect her. It's like a security guard on on the job, and you know, guys come in to rob the bank because they saw you asleep. That's what it looks like. That's how it feels to a woman when you're not paying attention to her. You need to take care of her needs first, do the best you can and contribute to the relationship, and then take care of yourself. It's easy for you to take care of yourself because you can do that in your sleep, so it's no big deal. Um, but you have to leave. You have to take care of her. You can never completely. You'll never completely ignore yourself, no matter what. But women can completely ignore themselves. This is why you need to keep your eyes on her in the relationship, and she will feel great about it. Now, here's how your woman needs to take care of uh, her part in the relationship. She needs to take care of the relationship part first. You second, then herself last. The women need to feel safe and secure, so what serves her part of the relationship is to take care of the relationship first and foremost. So take care of 
you is important, but taking care of the relationship is more important because men generally don't know how to take care of the relationship as much as women do. Women focus on feelings, intimacy, and communication, whereas men, you know, are naturally more focused on making things happen. Um, since women are more connected to handling the feelings, handling the communication, handling, you know, the details, the teeny tiny stuff, let her do that because she's going to do it better than you. You try to do that, you're just going to get in the way. You need to keep an eye on her so she can do the things she wants to do, which is take care of the space in between you and her. She's better at it than we are. Does that does that communicate? Is that clear? Yeah, I'm holding my hand with my uh, no, holding my uh, brain with my two hands. <laughs> Listen, I don't blame you. This is some challenging stuff for, especially for somebody that's not like really around relationships. They hear this for the first time. Man, first time I heard about this kind of stuff, my brain is damn near exploded. So you have my uh, understanding. I completely get it. Or them, anything you want to say? I start thinking that how perfect I am. It, it, <laughs> you said say that again. <laughs> say that again. I I, I start thinking that uh, I'm really good uh, in communication. And uh, I think that uh, she feels secure uh, with me. Uh, only thing is, uh, right now, what I'm doing, you gave three points, three uh, questions. The number one was curiosity, observation, and comparison. I am doing that. Right now, I have been observing my wife for last, especially last one year. I said, mm. what kind of mistakes I am doing. Mm. And I'm also comparing uh, her uh, in a positive way, a negative way. So I'm just uh, finding positive ways uh, at my wife's side. So uh, I'm trying to see her uh, positive ways so to have a successful marriage. Uh, so I, I'm doing it, but I didn't know that I'm doing it. So when you explain, I figuring out that I'm um, making progress uh, at my side. Okay, uh, Ardem, I think in this yes. section you will be realizing how good you were doing, and then the next session might be a surprise that you misunderstood <laughs> everything. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we will see. We will see. We'll see. We'll because see. I go, I go, I go between uh, the poles, you know, positive and negative. Mm. Okay. Well, let's see what's next here, man. So, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the three parts specifically. I talked about who, how the relationships are designed. I talked about who needs to handle what. Now I'm going to tell you about what each thing actually is, which each piece actually is. So. You, in order for you to, the areas of responsibility within your relationships, this is the area you're fully responsible for, which is about you. The things you're responsible for you about, making sure things are working for you. You ready? I mean, I'm going to say it, you're going to get the email, but I'm just going to tell you. 
the areas you are fully responsible for um, are your health, your money, your physical fitness, your mind, your emotions, your spirituality, your, your connection to spirit, and whatever whatever mechanical stuff you're dealing with, like, you know, your life, whether it's grooming or stuff like that. you like got to take care of yourself, okay? Your wife needs to be thinking the same thing. She needs to handle this stuff for herself. That's her job. You both your job is to take care of you personally, specifically. Now, um, in taking care of your partner, these are the areas you have to take full responsibility for in regards to taking care of your partner. What's listed below, what's listed impacts your partner's feelings and the relationship's quality of intimacy, love, and trust. Uh, in addition, you're responsible for the impact your way of being, speaking, and acting have on your partner. Whether it's good or bad, assume that you had something to do with however they're feeling, being, or acting in the moment. So however they're feeling, assume you had something to do with it, unless they tell you you didn't because you had, you wasn't involved. Unless that, it was you. So here's the areas that you have to take full responsibility for with your partner. You take care of your partner in these areas. Romance. Social circle, meaning blending your lives together, friends and whatever. Um, you need to take care of your partner when she's in your space. You need to take care of your partner to make her feel romantic. She needs to do the same for you. Uh, financially, you need to take care of your partner, even though she also needs to take care of you. Like, have it, have y'all winning financially. Um, home taking care of your home together, you need to take care of your wife's needs at home and she needs to take care of your needs at home. You're responsible for each other that way. And then also communication. You know, you're responsible for how her being effective as a communicator. She's responsible for you being effective as a communicator. Generally speaking for men, that's probably the hardest part. But, um, you know, that's something that you, you, you need to make sure you, you, you're dealing with. The challenging parts is going to be, you know, or actually all of these is challenging. Romance in particular, because she's wondering why you ain't romancing her, and you're wondering why she's giving you such a hard time for not romancing her. But, you know, somebody got to do something somewhere, you know. Uh, social circle, you got to make sure your lives blend together in ways that work. When she's in your environment, you got to take care of her like she's, like, you know, a thousand percent. Uh, financially, you both got to take care of each other. You can't do stuff that's going to damage the other party or the relationship. Your home life got to be calm, peaceful, or at least it's got to be happy in a way that works for her. And then uh, the way you communicate needs to work. And that's the main things you want to take care of when you're taking care of your partner. Now, in terms of the relationship, um, the areas that you both need to take care of the relationship. She has to focus more on the relationship than on uh, anything else. You need to focus on her more than anything else. But in terms of the relationship, you both have to focus on and, and take care of this to, to the best of your ability. So with the relationship, there's sex, finance. Well, if you didn't notice, finance is in all three of these areas. It's the only one is in all three. <laughs> um, finance. Family, like family relationships, structures, uh, emotions, and communication. 
So, um, and I want to tell you a little bit more about the relationship in a minute. But the relationship is the combination of how you act, interact with each other sexually, financially, family-wise, emotionally, and communication-wise. Those are the areas you want to learn about how to take care of the relationship. And now I'm about to give you the full explanation of the relationship. Because the relationship is a separate entity in and of itself. And the interesting thing about relationships are they have two parts. They're two-dimensional. The relationship is three-dimensional. It's you, your partner, and in the, in the relationship. And the, the part called your relationship has two parts. You guys hearing that, right? Yes? No? Don't tell me I lost, y'all. No, no. What was the question? I said I was about to tell you something different. I'm bringing up a new a new conversation um, mm. that that there is there's the partner, there's yourself, and then there's the space in between called a relationship, right? Yes. Like like relationships are, are three dimensional, but the space in between called the relationship is two dimensional too. It's got two parts to it. So the space in between what? called yeah yeah. Keep going, please. Oh, keep going. Okay, got it. All right, so relationship, the space in between is two parts. It's two-dimensional. It's part emotional and part um, operational. I say that the, 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 the relationship itself, the space in between, is part baby, part business. And the reason why I say this is because um, as a baby, uh, the baby uh, is all about keeping your attention on the emotions and the three elements of the relationship, you, your partner, and the space in between. The emotional side of the relationship is completely personal, and you can never take your eyes off of the emotions of the relationship. You just can't. You got to treat the emotions of your relationship as if it's an infant who's two months old and you and they, you know that a baby can never be alone by itself while it's two months old because it'll die if you don't leave if you leave it alone. Baby's impacted by everything. The emotions is like the baby losing their mind. Ah, you got to come immediately jump in there. You got to keep eyes on that on the the emotional side of the relationship a hundred percent. So what that looks like is you have to look at um. Let me see here. I got a list of stuff, right? So uh, the emotional side of the relationship is completely personal, and the best way to manage this is to look at it, monitor, and remain ever vigilant to making sure that you know the impact of what you do, what you say, and your reactions are having on your partner. So here's some of the things that you need to pay attention to. Um, the emotional outbursts. This is a lot of lists here. Um, and I'm going to just send it to you. I'm not going to read it right this minute. It's fine because I don't want to overwhelm you. With all the lists I've already overwhelmed you with tonight. You just got to make sure that you're paying attention to however <laughs> your partner is acting, it's because of you. Just start off with it's because of you, and then, you know, you'll work on figuring out how to make her act differently or help her act differently or inspire her to act differently because of your actions. Just consider that when it comes to emotions, you have to pay attention 100% of the time. Uh, you know, you'll either have good emotions or bad emotions. If you have lots of bad emotions, you're doing something that's not taking care of the relationship. It's like a baby 
who's crying until you get it the milk or the hug or the burp or the change of the diaper. Until you figure out what the problem is, that's what's going to happen. It's, ah. And so um, I'm saying to you that you want to um, pay attention to every every element. And some of the things that's going to make a difference is if you're having an emotional outburst or your, your woman's having a, uh, an emotional outburst, which is a screaming match, a, a, a resistance, you know, outburst or whatever, you know, negative, relate, negative emotional reactions, sadness, rejection, uh, breaking or keeping agreements kills relationships, and we're going to talk about that another day. Um, respect, acknowledgement, a whole bunch of stuff, but you've got to keep your eyes on how the emotions are going in a relationship. So that's part of it. You can never take your eyes off, and especially the guys even more than the women. You may not know what to do about it, but you better be paying attention 100% because she will think you're falling asleep on the job, and then she will try to outman you and emasculate you and make you do what she wants you to do. So that's part of the, that's half of the relationship. The other half of the relationship is the business part. The business part is completely impersonal. You know, when you think about a business, the business manager, the business owner, it sells it down. What they do not say is, I wonder how come they don't like me anymore. I keep trying to make sales and they just don't buy from me. They do not take it personal. They go ahead and they do the analytics. They'll hire a consultant. They'll put in more money in advertising and marketing, but they are not going to take it personal. They're not going to make a big emotional deal out of it. It may be even affecting them emotionally, but they're going to take it, treat it as impersonally as possible so they can keep their emotions out of the way so that they can actually be mentally and emotionally clear to take that type of action that's going to make the biggest result. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. You, you are saying that the business people, like, uh, they, they don't take things uh, personal, but and they 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 focus on what they gotta do for the most part. Now, don't get me wrong; they may get scared, but they don't take it personal. They may mm-hmm. get angry, but they don't take it personal. They may be shocked, mm-hmm. but they get rid of their emotions and they go back to work to make their business work. Right? Yes, that's what I mean. I'm not saying that they don't feel something. I'm saying that they don't take it personal. They they don't they don't take guilt out of it maybe. Say that again. Like for example, they don't they don't take guilt out of it. Right. They don't take that. They don't take guilt out of it. They don't. They don't um, make themselves victims because any of that stuff will help them kill their business even quicker. They already yeah. know that. You know. So if you're not thinking you know, clear-headed in, you're not doing the research, you know, you're not, you know, taking your feelings out of the situation, you won't know what you won't be, you don't know what you'll be missing until it's too late. So what that, how that applies to relationships sure. are, how that applies to relationships is money. You got to keep money as impersonal as possible. That's almost, that's almost impossible for most people in a relationship, marriage or whatever, but you got to keep, money per impersonal as much as possible in your relationships. When it comes to family and um, social things, um, 
the things in your relationship, your home environment, your car, your computer, those things, you got to do your best to keep the emotions out of it because you're just complicating things by having it like that. You got to keep it like, you know, a piece of paper is a piece of paper. So you, so one of the great ways to help a woman keep things from being emotional and impersonal because women are naturally wired to be emotional is to say, don't worry, honey, I got it, and then do something about it. Keep her emotions out of it so you can, so you can keep what you have to do clean, clear, and not have it affect your relationship. If she's not feeling safe and secure, anything that's supposed to be part of the business side of the relationship is going to get, uh, you know, emotional, complicated. She's not going to feel safe and secure. It's going to be a problem. So you want to um, manage the things part of the relationship, flat tires, bills not paid, you know, um, um, the stove ran out of, you know, it needs to get fixed, plumbing, whatever, not enough clothes for the kids, whatever. You, you want to make sure that you take care of the things portion of the relationship because you're better at it than she is anyhow. And if you take care of it, you will make sure that the, the, her emotions don't affect the relationship. So you, wanna, you, want, you are trying to say, Try to keep anything related to money impersonal. Like you mean, like you mean, like any anything which will create emotional disturbance. Try to keep it out of your way. Yes, anything. Thing meaning family relationships. Um, you know that's going to be challenging. That's probably the hardest thing. But you know, try to keep it as impersonal as possible. Like you have solutions that handle it. So you're going to have to bring solutions to issues that happen in your relationship so you can keep the emotions happy and clean and clear. So if you don't handle her concerns, you don't handle the things around the house, you don't clean the house to the degree that she wants you to clean them. Of course, you all didn't make an agreement with that, you know, just, you know, but she's expecting you to act a certain way. So if, if she needs things done and you're not doing them, you're now taking whatever needs to happen out of the impersonal realm and you're now putting them into the personal realm. You're now putting it into the area of emotions, which is not your strong suit, so you're going to get your ass kicked. And you're going to be sad and you're going to have her upset, so now you've got in a relationship that's not working because she's got her eyes on the, on the emotional side the whole time and you don't have your eyes on the, on the business side of it the whole time. And so now she's going to get upset with you not handling business. So if you handle the business and say, I got it, honey, don't worry about it. Let her go handle the stuff she knows how to handle. She, she wants to handle it. She's good at handling it. Take any of her concerns out of the way. You handle it. Keep her emotions out of the relationship in that sense. Keep her so about like to, yeah. to be specific yes like you know i can't catch up with the bills sometimes so i end up asking money to her and it it it, it gets her to be emotional and like as if i'm ignoring things or like as if i'm not trying my best or you know whatever she gets emotional and i feel insecure like unsafe because it makes her feel that i don't care 
Yeah, she's thinking if if you got to come to me and I don't have it, who can I go to? What do you mean? Well, if you don't have money and all of a sudden she doesn't have money. No, she has money. Okay, you're not not hearing me, but let me say it again. In her mind, she's got money and you don't. So when you don't have money, she got to give you some of hers, right? Sometimes. Yeah, and so what she feels is suppose she ran out of money and then you still needed money. Who is she going to go to? If you come into her, who can she go to? Oh. Okay, I, I got you. Okay. That's what she's, she's thinking that. No, you got to understand. She's thinking that all the time. That's a big part of her safety and security. Yeah, I'm good now, but suppose I didn't have it and you didn't have it either. Now what? we in trouble. How can we make ourselves not be in trouble? That's a safety and security concern. That's why I said you can never think about safety and security too much. Because you mean like guys, guys can't think? Guys can't think of it all the time, right? You can't think of it too much. You can think of it all the time if you can, but it's not possible to think of it too much. It's not. Because any, 99% of her upsets is going to be about not feeling safe and not feeling secure. Almost all of it. So, you know, that's the reality, bro. So anytime there's an upset, anytime there's a problem, she says, oh, my God, oh, my goodness, just stay here, man. If it's a thing, you should take it away from her and handle it so she can keep her emotions out of that. And she can focus on the things she likes focusing on and she's good at focusing on. Feelings, making things pretty, having fun, like that. If there's any things, I got that, honey, give me. And take it away. And you got to keep your word because if you don't keep your word, then she won't believe you when she said, when you tell her, I got that honey. I got that honey. If you say that but you don't do it, as far as she's concerned, she can't believe you. Now you made it worse. So you got to keep your word with your woman. So I, I, I'm a little bit getting confused. Uh, okay. Like, uh, I'm doing all my responsibility, and you know, I, I honestly, like to be specific, sometimes my budget is short. We, we go to Turkey, we try to do some extra stuff, and we we end up. I end up. My personal budget ends up ends up short. But you know, she wants to save all of her uh, like paycheck, like you know. Uh, I mean, she she does stuff. She buys the tickets to Turkey sometimes. Uh, she buys uh, uh, like clothes. She does shopping for groceries and stuff. But of course, the the biggest part is the rent and you know some big bills like the car payments and stuff. So I end up you know short uh, from time to time, and you know. Keeping keeping in mind that like you know I have been paying uh, the, for the graduate classes, which I'm trying to which I did to save more time for the family, but anyway, so from time to time, uh, I end up asking money to her, mm-hmm. and and I, I feel like this the, she she perceives this, so she takes it in a totally different way. She gets really pissed. So I don't know. She wants she wants to save it, and uh, and I personally believe like if if it is 
you know, our marriage, we have to share the costs. And, you know, if I need money, she has to step in and, you know, do the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I got it. All right, so um, so you you all don't have an, a, an official agreement on how you gotta handle money. Well, I expect her again. You know, the expect her uh, to step in and you know borrow me the money when she feels I am in need without me begging. You know, and she feels like I have to never ask. Yeah. So. The point that I'm trying to make is that y'all do not have an agreement on how to handle the bills and how to handle money. We have a conflict. She she believes she has to save whatever she makes, and I believe like, uh, I mean like she she spends for you know as I said you know she buys gas for her her, her car, and occasionally from time to time, uh, I I I use her card for the car payment and stuff which she expects me to reimburse. Uh, she buys the flight tickets uh, because she knows I don't have it, and then she expects those to be reimbursed. Yeah, I think I think we don't have an agreement. We have a conflict. Yeah, y'all have your expectations, and you don't realize where your expectations are bumping up against each other, and you don't have an agreement so that you know how to operate in ways that work for the both of you. No, we don't. <laughs> I totally got that. That's all right. I'm going to give you something in a couple of weeks that's going to support you around that. All right. You know, hopefully. I take your word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it will if you do it. <laughs> uh, question. question. Yes. Uh, right now, uh, we don't have too much money, and we are asking this question, but how about rich guys? When you train those guys, uh, what do you teach them? What do you explain them? Because they have no uh, economical problem. So they, you are asking them not to cheat? Well, whatever their problem is when I'm having this conversation, then, then you know, I help them to figure out how to consciously create their relationship by making agreements in all of the areas that they either do or do not have agreements in so that they have, you know, they have fundamentally their relationship is clear. So all they have to do is to play with each other and to enjoy each other's company and, you know, to make a difference or whatever it is that they want to do together. But y'all I haven't do. had that conversation yet, so, you know, they'll have a different problem than you. But uh, my kids, my wife is a little bit uh, easygoing, so I don't have a problem with uh, agreeing on uh, consensus, but I think Erdal is saying that uh, he has difficulty to make a agreement with his wife. So, yeah. what what else he can do? He's trying his all best stuff. Well, the problem is that you, you know him and his wife has not sat down and said, "This is what's important to me. This is what's important to you. How do we make this work so that we could both get taken care of in ways that are important to us?" She's just saying what she wants, but she's not saying how do I have what I want and what you want work together. They had that conversation. Sounds like never. So, you know, he wants to be responsible, but this is what he's making right now. Is the reality of his income. And every time he asks her for money, she's experiencing shock. You need money again? What the heck? It's not like, it's, it's, it sounds almost like she doesn't know how much money you make. 
So because if you're making enough money to be short once in a while, she shouldn't be surprised because she already knows that's what you're making or not making. It would sound and like and Tony, yeah. uh, like like here is where the story gets complicated. So I see her getting emotional about this freaking money issue, and okay. then to take that off the boat, I promise her I will I will give it back to her. You know, just just don't give me so much headache. You are you are getting things really messed up. You know, you are getting my nerves. You are getting me screwed up, you know, f- you know, frying my brain with this emotional trauma. So basically I'm saying, shut the fuck up. I will pay. Just write down whatever you give me, okay? And, and of course, I'm not able to pay those back. Now she's blaming me, breaking my promise. Yeah, well, you know, you got to be responsible for the promises you make, you know? But she's forcing me to make those uh, promises because I know if I if I don't promise that, she, like you know, no, honestly, I honestly want to pay back, but I just didn't get a chance yet. But every but here, time the money, second, hold on, money told, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Y'all actually married? Like y'all have the same last name? Y'all? Somebody said I do. I now pronounce you man and wife. Y'all actually married? Yes. So then, why is her money separate from your money? Oh, well, I should ask her. I keep asking her. I'm saying, like, if you are married, there is not my money, your money. She's like, no, my money is my money. You are the man. And in our religion, you are the person who is supposed to take care of all the costs. Y'all don't have a clear understanding, a clear uh, agreement around it. You know what? If I were you inside of this conversation, I would talk to a financial planner. Uh, who specializes in, you know, weddings, you know, marriages, you know, together. And I would talk to them and get some fundamental information about finances because at this particular point, I don't know enough to be able to tell you this, but this is something y'all needed to get clear before you got married, man. I hate to say it. So now what you need to do is you need to actually learn about finances so that you could actually, like, make agreements that work. Because right now you're not making enough money to honor what she needs, and she's not sharing any money with you, and that that's not working for either of you. You don't have but, clear agreements around your money, so you need to go do something about it. You have to, otherwise you just. Gonna, yeah. I know Erdal, and I know the uh, background. Uh, I the problem is, it's not new issue. Uh, I know. It's not new. They had a similar problem before, and she doesn't want to cooperate anymore. Uh, it's really a tough situation because uh, I lost confidence from my wife that I'm not an organized person. I always leave the uh, socks, pants, t-shirts in the house. I'm not an organized person, and she she understood that I'm not a very workable person. So uh, she's not cooperating anymore. She she knows that I'm not gonna up, uh, up uh, make a progress. So somehow uh, we we are married for ten years. So we lost confidence in some areas. Mm-hmm. So what we are gonna do? We lost yeah. it. You're gonna learn how to make agreements. I'm gonna help you with that. But that's gonna be another session. This is good. This is popping up because it's important. Um, so I want you guys to start thinking about what agreements would you like to have with your spouse that will work. 
you don't got to answer it now, but you want to have this. And I'm going to put that in the, um, in the uh, what do you call it, um, uh, in, in, your, in your assignment. I'm going to give you an assignment around it. Like you want to write down the things that are most important to you that will make, um, you know, your relationships actually work better. Because right now y'all are operating under assumptions. You're letting your woman bully you as opposed to you guys making agreements that work for the both of you. You're not partnering. There's no partnership. If y'all was a business partnership, you wouldn't be able to operate like this. You have to operate a lot more, a lot more together. You know what I mean? So, anyhow, um, yeah, you got some work to do. And I, and and in two sessions, uh, two weeks from now, um, I will I will support you in making agreements. But in the meantime, I want you to start noticing the agreements that you have made and that you're not making and that you want to make so that when we have the session about... Uh, but what is that? What is that? Like, we have to work on the agreements we want to make with them? Yeah, see, you you got areas where you don't have agreements, and so it's automatically upset, right? Of, co- of course, but they don't they don't come to the, like, they won't come to the consensus. And I, uh, I, I think I, this is one of the biggest problems I have. Like I have told you previously, this finance issue, we, we don't we don't have an agreement, and and she, she claims that I, I I'm not worth agreeing because I will break my promises because you know I did sell her gold, uh, you know you know she had gold from the wedding and stuff, so I end, we end up needing them and so I sold her personal gold. Uh, you know, I took money from her from time to time, promising that I would give it back, but it never happened. I never gave it back. I could never give it back. It's not like I had and spent it on gambling or something, but it just didn't happen. So it's, it's you know, it, it, I get it. it is. Yeah, you you have a terrible reputation with her when it comes to money. I get it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I have. Uh, in terms of our perception. Yeah, I got it. Well, yeah, okay. So in between now and two sessions from now, well, that's when I'm really going to talk about agreements. Um, I got to talk about something first next week. Uh, I want you to think about where, what would you like to have happen in your relationship? You should write that out. You, you want to write out how you, all the areas that don't work, how you would like it to work and why. Like what would it look like? So you need to write that out. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to put that in the uh, um, in the assignment when I email you this stuff. But uh, you, you should bring it to the call next week because it's going to make a difference, though. Right? Mm-hmm. Both of you, because you both got issues. You know, one about taking care of the house and, and being neat, and the other one is around money, man. So, you know, somebody else it could be you know being in shape, or somebody else it could be sex. Uh, you know, somebody else could be communication. So, you know, everybody got their stuff, man. Um, uh, actually. Uh, what I see uh, really, uh, we are making some agreement. Some, uh, I was selfish uh, so far. I realized that I'm uh, selfish in the marriage. My wife sacrificed enough, and she's not tolerating anymore uh, because I misused it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was always uh, trying her best, but uh, I was selfish. Uh, I ask more and more and more. Uh, so we reached an agreement. So I'm also 
losing, but I'm gaining because we, we are making agreements. At least this is the benefit. Uh, I'm losing, but it's good because uh, we are making progress. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, uh, today or yesterday I lost, but in the future I know that I will gain some benefits also. Uh, it's, it's really important. I thought that I'm a very good person in communication, but I realized that if you misuse it uh, one time, two times, three times, then she 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 really uh, doesn't pay attention uh, because you don't do the promises, you don't do the uh, requirements. Mm -hmm. So you're right. I mean, uh, we have to uh, check ourselves. And right now, what I see, what I see, after I got the job, I told you, uh, I, I found the job one two months ago. Uh, the way she behaved changed to me. It's, I thought that it's just about money. It's not about money. It's about secure, feeling secure and safe. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but. Uh, I said that, hey, we are going to buy a house. We have mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. I told her three years ago, uh, I might need your help. And each month I'm collecting from her $500. And she's, uh, whatever she has, she's sending to my bank account. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the reason is we made an agreement. She knows that having a single family house is a big deal. Yeah. And she knows that uh, even if I earn money, uh, it's not going to be enough. So that's because before we make an agreement, uh, I, I, she cannot say anything right now. Yes. I got it. So, Erdem, how do you perceive, uh, very shortly, how do you perceive my situation? Uh, Erdem, what I see, uh, we need to really uh, start from beginning and we need to really uh, whatever we say, we shouldn't give promises, but whatever we say, tiny or big, doesn't matter, we have to do it on time. Uh, for example, uh, Tony said that, Erdem, I want the uh, classwork we did at Masal Cafe, and because I, moved, I came to Boston area, I said, hey, uh, I'm right now not in New Jersey, I left the papers in New Jersey, I mentioned to him, and I really feel very secure. I really feel comfortable because I promised him to send my homework on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I realized that I'm not going to do it. I sent an email to him, and uh, whatever we say, we, we should do it. Otherwise, we have to explain in a clear way, and we should say sorry. For your case, Erdal, you have limited budget, and... She goes to Turkey each year. Uh, she spends thousands of dollars. And uh, your situation is really tough, but somehow uh, you need to make an agreement. I don't know. I mean, she's not trying to listen to you. That's the problem. I well, here's know. the problem. Here's the, here's the real problem. You gentlemen don't understand the impact, the cost of not keeping your word. Yes. When you don't keep your word, nobody could trust you. They can't trust you. You lose power with them. I know from personal experience on both ends, keeping my word and not keeping my word. And I'm telling you, life is so much better when you keep your word. Now, when you don't even think you can keep your word, then everybody's going to look at you like you're weak. 
and then you're going to feel like a victim, and you're going to be like, well, you know, I just can't do it, and now nobody wants it to be with you because now you're weak. You're not strong. They can't work with you. You're not workable. I understand that on, on you know, some, some front steps. You know, like I, I've experienced myself that way even this week. So I understand the impact of, like, not honoring your word, but people can't trust you. You have to, you have to own that you're not trustworthy, at least with them. And then you need to be responsible about doing something about it. And right now, you know, like, like you know, it took you guys two months to, to, to get back to me so we could have our next session, you know. And then you yeah, know, yeah, now yeah. we did the assignment. We still haven't finished the assignment that I wanted to do it right then and then. We didn't finish it, right? So it's like but the problem you guys... is because of us, because we couldn't able to clearly express ourselves. For example, Erdal and I thought that we are going to go to Turkey and it's impossible to do the phone uh, training. Uh, it seems very easy for you because it says it's one hour, but there is time difference. We are so busy. We are moving from one city to another city. I made two thousand miles. Uh, okay, so you're not you. You don't notice what you're doing. Yeah, you, listen, what you're doing right. What you're doing right now is you're telling me your excuses is more important than your reputation. No, no, no. We should. You are because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to really get this because if you can get this, you can start solving the problem with your wife. I'm okay with it. I mean, I didn't like it, but I, I understand. I could deal with it. But you, your wife, will not put up with what you did. She will not put up with that. She hasn't been, and it's hurting you, and that's why you're talking to me. Because your relationship to integrity is killing you. You think yeah, yeah. circumstances are too big. Oh, I was in Turkey. Didn't stop Ur, um, um, Evram. He would call me, uh, you know, from Turkey. I, we did the whole program while he was over there. So it ain't the time thing. But he was living there. We went as a tourist, and we were always moving. You see what you're doing again? No, no, no. no <laughs> I understand. My, my thing, I'm saying that we should, uh, we should clearly say that we are not going to do this training one month. And you should say, okay, uh, but we somehow we shouldn't uh, convince you. Somehow we should explain it to you. Somehow we should uh, mention clearly. Uh, Someone said, "Okay, we can't, we can't try that." So we thought that we are gonna do it. I knew that it's not gonna work. But Erdem, you hear what I'm saying, right? You hear what I'm saying? And he's not getting it, right? No, no, I'm getting it. No, no, my no. Point, <laughs> I, we, I didn't promise that we are gonna do the training. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. Who's laughing? I think, uh, I think he's he's understanding in some sense because uh, Adam is trying to say uh, we should acknowledge our words by saying like we are not promising. We we won't be able to do it. Like I think he's saying we should have been assertive enough to say that that it's not gonna happen. Like uh, because if I, you say. I, I think we we had integrity problem. Like if we knew it, it wouldn't happen. And if we tried to make it or like try to give you the impression that we could, we might have done it. Yes. But uh, I think according to Ardem, it was clear that it wouldn't happen. So he's saying we should we shouldn't give you our word about doing it. Well, here's the point. The point is not whether or not you kept your word or you gave your word properly, the point is, are you willing to face life 
and the people that you're dealing with when you have not kept your word as if you're responsible. Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. I think uh, this is different. For example, my wife or all Turkish ladies or all foreigners, they want to visit their country each year. Okay? And they think it's a default. But it's very expensive. Some year they should be in United States. They should go to Turkey. They can go to Florida or California for one week. It's cheaper than going to Turkey maybe. I don't know. But if they cannot go to Turkey for vacation, they blame us. For Erdal, uh, his wife is so angry because I made an agreement with my wife that, hey, we have mortgage payments. We bought a house. This year, we are not going to go to Turkey. And she immediately accepted it because she saw the reality that we need to purchase tables, chairs, uh, couches to house. So instead of flying to Turkey, we saved $6,000. And then we still, uh, in United States, we didn't do vacation. But because we made the agreement, she was not blaming me. I understand your point, but I express it very clearly. I said, Daria, my wife, which one do you prefer? Do you want to go to Turkey with this money, have fun for three weeks, or would you like to buy the items and then enjoy whole year? And then she decided not to go to Turkey. And for Erdal, it's not working. She thinks that she has to go to Turkey each year, but Erdal didn't promise that. Okay. You understand that thing? I understand understand what you're saying perfectly, but what I'm hearing you tell me over the times we've been talking together is that you agreed to take care of your wife around the house and you haven't, so now she doesn't believe in you anymore. I'm talking about the lack of belief in somebody because they don't keep their word. I'm not talking about the good reasons why you didn't. I understand that that was a wise move for you to say, we can't afford it, here's why you had a conversation, you had an agreement, she backed you, that makes sense. But you don't do that often enough. What normally happens, it seems to me, is like what you did with the, um, you know, with the time management thing. I mean, at least you was in communication with me. You know, uh, uh, Ed, he ain't, he ain't sending me nothing yet, he didn't even tell me. He, like, ignored me. I had to say, how do you say uh, 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 list in, in, in Turkish, and he sent me that, right? That was funny, man. I thought it was hilarious because he didn't get that I was trying to ask him for something, right? <laughs> that he still didn't give me, right? The point I'm trying to make is women, your wife will see you as strong, not only because you're, you're standing there and you're keeping your eyes on her, but she can trust what you're saying. You killed the trust along the way, and you're using your excuses for why you have no more trust, why they don't trust you anymore. Your, tr- your excuses to you is more important than the lack of trust. You're a victim of your circumstances. That's why you don't have trust. And you don't realize that, you, that having her trust you, believe in you, is more important than your excuses for not being doing what you say you're going to do over the I years. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. I got it. Yeah, I'm not saying... 
that you didn't make a good agreement to go to, 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 to Turkey. I'm saying you've killed your relationship. You've killed your reputation with her because she knows if it's a situation between your word and circumstances, the circumstances are going to win, and she's not going to feel safe and secure because you won't do whatever it takes to make it win. That's what she's saying to you, and that's why y'all are in trouble the way you are, financially, whatever. Yeah. you got to keep your word because your word is what has you be strong in their mind. Yeah, let me give another example. Uh, I was working as a contractor at Johnson & Johnson. Yes. And my contract finished. She asked me, Erdem, find a new job and work as like that. I said, hey, no. I will do my own business. I will try it. She was so scared. So she, 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 she knows that I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be able to be successful. She doesn't uh, have that confidence about me, but I said, hey, I'm going to try it. I want to try it. I, I, I want to try it because uh, it is my feeling. Uh, this is my life. I want to uh, experience it. And uh, If I see that we have financial problem, serious problem, then I'll stop doing business and I will uh, work as a regular guy as a big company and earn money. Do you know what? Uh, that was horrible. I mean, she didn't want me to uh, work uh, doing my own business or uh, working uh, with my partner. And why should I listen all the time her? She, I know she doesn't feel safe and secure, but it's also my life. And I want to start a business or I want to do a partnership with a friend of mine. Maybe we're going to be much more rich and I'm going to enjoy much more uh, business life. Uh, but she didn't give me that chance. She was always talking at home. All right, so let me, let me, let me, let me, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. But let, let, me, yeah. let me try to put this in as clear as a way as I possibly can. Okay. So let's say you're standing on the roof of a 25-story building. You ready? You got that? Yeah. You're standing on the roof. So now, if I put a gun to your head and I say you either jump or I'm going to shoot you, and you jump, what's going to happen? I'm going to die. Okay, great. So now, if you was running and you just felt like trying to trying to fly and you jumped off the building, what's going to happen? Die. All right. So if you was walking and you tripped and fell off the building, what's going to happen? Same. Right. So you telling me why you don't have agreements with her? And why your reputation with her sucks doesn't make a difference if you did it by accident, on purpose, or somebody made you. Doesn't make a difference. You still die. Good. The only thing that's going to make a difference is if you keep your word. Everything else is you, you off the roof. Whether you did it on purpose, by accident, or somebody made you, in either case, you died. You are a dead man. Right. You got it's either, it's either it's either it's either keep your word or pay the consequence. You could you could you could sing your victim praises to the ends of the earth, but you either keep your word or you pay the consequence. After you finish talking, you either pay the word price or you or pay the consequences or you keep your word. It does when all is said and done. You can say anything you want. 
you either pay the consequences because you didn't keep your word or you keep your word. That's the end. Otherwise, you over there explaining why you didn't keep your word and people are falling asleep waiting for you to finish so that you can pay the consequences. You're right, you're right. Uh, but what I'm trying to explain, uh, I didn't listen to my wife, and I did. Uh, I worked with my partner six months, and uh, I lost some money. Maybe I lost a confidence about my business life. And so I, I, I said, okay, let me find a full-time job. Then I found it. So it was a kind of uh, lose-lose scenario. So my wife wasn't happy. Uh, yes. I I didn't succeed, but still, uh, I, I reached my goal. I said I, I'll try it. Yes. At least I tried. All right, great. So now, from this point forward, in your relationship with your wives, you have to keep your word, or you need to make an agreement before you start. See, because once you keep your, once you make an agreement and then you break it for whatever reason, that's the problem. See, you need to be smart in the agreement you make in the first place, like you did with your wife about not going to Turkey. She did that beforehand, which is why it worked. But if you do it after the fact, you got to be prepared to pay the consequences, man. And the, yeah. better you take the, the better you take the consequences, quite frankly, the more honorably you deal with the consequences, the more likely you will, the easier it will be for you to get, regain their trust in you. Not like it's going to be easy. It'll be easier by a little bit, not a lot. Yeah. But if yeah, you're yeah. willing to be responsible, rather than, see, when you start giving explanations, they're saying, they're just saying, like, I can't wait till you finish shutting up so I can tell them, and then I can just not trust them. They're not even trusting what you're saying, because you sound like a used car salesman when you have a story, you didn't do it when you say you're going to do it, and you give them a long story. You sound like you're bullshitting. You just do. I, I understand, man, personal experience. I'm telling you, man. You know, I'm dealing with some stuff in my life right this minute. So, uh, you know, I, I, I get it, you know. Um, there are some, some circumstances I've been dealing with this beyond my control, but I, I still need to deal with the consequences. Like, I got to look the consequences in the eye with, you know, the people that I'm dealing with, you know. So, you got to be strong enough to be able to handle consequences, whether you like it or not, even no matter how painful the consequences are. If you have a ghost, if you want any ghost of a chance of restoring your integrity and restoring your reputation with them. And with your wife, this was a long time, lifetime thing. So you got some work to do, man. You cannot, you cannot let your circumstances get in the way of your word because it'll get in the way of the relationship. So the yeah, question yeah. is much more. The question is much more important: Is the relationship important, or is your circumstances important? What's more important? If you don't look yeah. at it from that point, you're just killing yourself in your relationship, and then you'll hire another guy later. For me, generally, <laughs> I always wanted to protect my family. I always wanted to have peace at home. So uh, generally. Uh, I didn't make lots of risky uh, stuff, but she was not happy that we are we were moving from Turkey to United States five years ago. Yeah. And if we have issues here, she always says that because you br- brought me from Turkey to United States, that's the reason I am not happy, or we are not happy, or we are having financial problems. So she never forgets that. It's 
life is going on. It was five years ago. I forced her to come to United States with me. She was not planning to come to United States to leave. And still, when we have small fights or big fights, she always blames me to bring her United States. So I understand what you're talking about. Even if, uh, because we didn't make the agreement, she, but it was so important for me to come to United States. I accept the consequences. Uh, so for this part, I am really relaxed. I know that uh, I need to come to this country, but for her, we, we wasted our time, our money, our energy. Uh, sometimes I see the consequences, but generally I'm trying to make my wife or my family happy. But what I see from Erdal, uh, always economical issues. And the, the main reason is because of this. Mine is different. Uh, everybody has different scenarios, different issues. Yes, definitely. Okay, good. So I'm going to leave it here at this particular point because um, uh, as we go further, well, first off, it's two hours, yeah, right? So it's like a half hour longer, and it's important that we did this because I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was coming this quick, but we was definitely going to have to talk about honoring your word, integrity, the impact, right? But we're going to talk about emotions, then we're going to talk about, you know, making things work. In the next two sessions, we're definitely going to go deeper into this because, Keeping your word is what affects that other stuff. This is we just talk about gender differences and how to how to work with you know somebody of the opposite sex. That's that's what today is about. But uh, that's fine. We will definitely um, be dealing with uh, <laughs> uh, you know more about trust, about reputation, you know about workability. We definitely gonna be working with that man. You better believe it because you, if you don't have it, you don't have a relationship. So I'm gonna leave it right here, gentlemen. All right, thank you very much. And, thank uh, you, thank you so much. Uh, and you know, uh, how about tomorrow? You know, I, are we gonna do it or not? Uh, tomorrow, I already scheduled for something else, so uh, I didn't know it would be two 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 sessions in a row, two days in a row. Um, I, you know, I know it normally our day is Thursday, right? No problem. I'll I'll see you next Thursday. Okay. Okay. Very good. And. And um, to honor to honor our word, uh, you know, sorry for uh, going over the time uh, we needed to be with you. That's and, not a problem. Uh, no, that, uh, I don't care about that. I, like I say in the beginning, you know, we take as much time as we need to make sure you get everything that you did, that uh, talk about in the session. That's fine. What I want you to, you gentlemen, to do is take pictures of your um, lists and then email them to me. That's what I want because I can help okay. you take time management thing. All right. All right, thank you. Good. Thank you so much. Enjoy your night, uh, Tony. Uh, All right, gentlemen. I think it was a great session. Great. Yeah, yeah it was good. All right, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. All right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.